Hey guys, welcome back. BDC Care here. We're back with Season 9, Episode 56 of our weekly Q&A slash... Uh, sorry, I, I was going to say Q&A video slash podcast, but then I said Q&A slash, like there's something else that it was. It's just a Q&A. Yeah. Um, it's a Q&A slash ramble, I guess, if it's anything else. It's not a podcast? Eh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you're on YouTube, links in the description for a lot of the major podcasting platforms. And if you are on one of those... We're BDC Gear Gaming on YouTube, although it feels like you'd probably already know that. Yeah. It feels like it'd be hard for you to not have access to that information. Yeah. Yeah. We are known. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, just, I can't imagine you we find a known. podcast. Yeah, I know. Uh, in a vacuum. I know. You know, I think I know. we had one point where one person said, yeah, my friend recommended the podcast to me and yeah. I found you through that. Yeah. Uh, but I think that it was just that one person one time, maybe. <laughs> right. Uh, anyways, so we have some stuff for you to watch if you're watching the video. Then right. this is sort of your, you're going to explain what people will be watching today? S sure. So, I mean, the last few months what I've been trying to do is, what we used to do is just gameplay that, all right, so let me even take a step further back. How this channel grew when we first did this, we didn't do onboard uh, screen capture. Yeah. It was projected on a TV have a camera on a tripod recording the TV. So in the older videos, you'll see that moiré pattern where, you know, you get when you're actually using a, a, a digital recording device. When a screen is screen. recording a screen. Yeah, yeah. So it used to be stuff, because we were doing it all live as we were asking questions, it used to have to be a team where you could mindlessly play. So that's why we had the BDC here special with Earth... Uh, oh... The Flash. What was... Oh, God. It was my favorite Flash. Elseworld Flash. Elseworld Flash. I, I knew there was a world in there. And Containment Doomsday and Raging Green Lantern. Yeah. And so at one point, it was just really grinding teams. And then when we made the transition to onboard recording and then laying down the audio track after... You can do them separately. We can do them separately, but we still kept on doing that. So we'd use our grinding teams like Flashpoint or our Justice League team for Phantom Zone Weeks. And now that we're sort of making that natural progression away each week for the last few months i feel like we've been playing with either or both the challenge character or the multiplayer reward in any given week and i have to say without a doubt no comparison apocalypse dark side is the absolute worst character to play with yeah. he looks cool he looks like he's got an interesting passive with lots of stuff going on None of it is good enough to make for... Oh, and really high stats. None of it is yeah. good enough to make for the fact that he his passive doesn't do very much and his special two cannot knock out anybody except on the last hit for practical yeah. purposes. I mean, it, I, we can get into the theory how the first hit might be enough, but it just doesn't do enough damage ever, really. So that the value of doing it is somebody who's already been... The opponent that's taken a ton of damage already. Yeah. And you had to get there. Mm -hmm. So now you're basically having to do at least three special twos. And if there's any revives or any vulnerabilities, then you're basically adding another 10, 15 seconds to every fight at least. So what you're saying is you're not a big fan of Apocalypse Dark I am such a, I am such not a fan. You're a bit of a hater. So, so you could, again, here's the thing. You could try to make the rest of the team better to make up for him, but those other members would be good without Darkseid because he's got no... Um, What's the world? Is it the world? What do you call it when it's like universe? regime? Universe uh, synergy. Yeah. So in this team, we've got Hawkgirl because any team 
that relies on tagging in and tagging out, which Tanti Totem does, <laughs> the faster you go, there's an advantage there, even if you yeah. give up some synergy with other members. And Flashpoint Batman is a good backup because he doesn't need anybody else. He does a huge amount of damage uh, when you don't need him to be a special specialist. Basic, I don't know that there's anybody better at basics than Flashpoint Batman. Yeah, so Apocalypse Darkseid just kind of sucks. Yes. The only reason you'd want him is just so that you have him. Yeah. And I guess if you want to have somebody with stats, right? Just like pure right. stats. So it's so misleading because his stats are so good. He looks pretty cool. The animation for his specials is pretty cool. Yeah. Awful to play with. I am so looking forward to next week's Arkham Knight Catwoman. Mm-hmm. She and I, I, I got to give a bit more thought to this because it's not even like she's the most powerful, but there's something about her that's so fun to play. Yeah, and maybe the more I play with it, I'll, I'll really get a sense of maybe being able to articulate why. But there's something about damage over time. There's that huge risk reward. Like most of the time, you're going to be facing a team where it doesn't matter, and then yeah. every once in a while, you face a Blackest Night Flash team, and then your heart rate goes up a little bit. Maybe you're a little bit breathing a little bit faster because it is just s- such sort of a, a high wire act where you, if you screw it up a little bit, all of a sudden everybody tagging in is coming in, if not with three bars of power, quickly accumulating bars of power mm-hmm. and you're just a sitting duck. Especially, well, because Arkham Knight Catwoman, we've got her geared. Well, my ideal gear loadout with her is. Um, the quake engine mm. and that starts the damage over time on the next person who is going to be getting power and health back because mm-hmm. of it so anyways yeah. but it's still fun <laughs> see then i gotta i really gotta break down in my mind why that's so much fun and this is so frustrating mm-hmm. yeah okay so we'll we have that to look forward to yeah and then quickly before we get into the questions questions uh, I have recommended Adios yes. a couple times on the channel. Yes. And I finally sat you down and got you to play it. I did. We had a little bit of free time. I played it. And so I was wondering if you had any thoughts about that. I had some immediate thoughts and I had some later thoughts. Yeah. So this is the interesting part. The immediate thought was, it was really, after I'd finished playing it, I felt really frustrated. By the ending specifically. Without yes. spoiling it. Yeah. Well, I, I think it was because it was so tightly on rails. Yeah. That it really didn't matter what I was doing. Yeah. And I was expecting, I guess in my mind, I've got an old school definition of games. Yeah. Where I feel like I've got more agency and I can mm-hmm. do more. And I, there's there used to be a game, let me get, point out an example to you. There used to be a game that was, um, I can't even remember what the name of it was. You, ha- you had a helicopter. And yeah. You had to fly along and drop down whenever there was little people around. And you had yeah. to rescue them and they had to get into your helicopter. And there were tanks yeah. or something and you could shoot the tanks before they got to the people. Yeah. But you could also shoot the people. Mm. So you could make the game try to rescue as many people as you could. could. Yeah. Or you could make the game just try to wipe out all the people as fast as you could, too. Yeah. So it felt like to me that... the, I mean, there's that's not a lot of sort of variation, but it feels yeah. like you can do the exact opposite of what the game intends. Yeah. It feels like so much more freedom. So as I, as I, was, as I got to the end of it, I was hoping for more room to maneuver. Yeah. And I was frustrated immediately. In retrospect, thinking back on it, yeah. it was definitely an interesting story. And if I think if I had different expectations going mm-hmm. in, I could have enjoyed it more at the moment. Yeah. I appreciated it for what it was. It was definitely an interesting story. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it is I have to wrap my mind around the idea that stories aren't always the same and games aren't always the same. Yeah. Because one of the other things is I had you play What Remains of Edith Fint once. Yes. And you also found that kind of frustrating. Yes. Because you thought you were going to change the ending or whatever. And yes. you said, I just played it. And it was just a story. And it was just a sort of a medium for a story. And I yeah. told, and after you played that one, the thing that you said was, if you had just told me 
that there's no real way to change what happens. It yeah. just kind of is what it is as a story. You would have enjoyed it a little more. And I told you that at the start of this one before I signed up for this one. I feel like you almost like forgot. It's it's a me. I know. I recognize it's a me yeah. problem. I totally recognize yeah. it because the parts that I enjoyed the most were where I could mess around and I did stuff yeah. that was. Not you were right. clicking everywhere all the time, just in case something was... It, the thing is that the game shows yeah. you. Whenever you can pick up an item, yeah, I know. it shows you a tooltip of what it is and the button needed to pick it up. And you were walking around hitting every button on every surface yes. in the game just in case there was an interaction yeah. Uh, yeah. preemptively. Yes. And then just to figure out what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My favorite part was throwing the steak on the floor and then picking it up again and still serving it. Yeah. Because that felt like, that felt to me transgressive, right? Like yeah. that I was doing something that the game did not want me mm-hmm. to do and I could do it. Yeah. So it was fun. Yeah. So I guess what's what's interesting is I think there are sort of different degrees of freedom in games, yeah. right? There's like the freedom to do different stuff. Yeah. And then there are games that only let you really do one thing, but give you a, or a very small number of things. Like sometimes there's a second way to like do it. And I'm thinking yeah. specifically of another game series that you actually really, really liked, which was Portal. Portal, oh, yeah, Portal yeah, 2. Yeah, yeah. There's no second way to do it. It's figuring no. out a puzzle. Right. But you get, a, there's a, tools at your disposal. You get sort of a, a set of mechanics. Yeah. And then within those, the, the sort of wind condition is finding the right way to use all the mechanics at your disposal. Yeah. So there's enough freedom of expression. So you really don't like it when there is both no sort of moment to moment significant freedom of expression and right. then also no sort of like macro, like I'm driving this story. Yeah. Yeah. kind of thing so, you don't want to just play something you want to feel like you can right. transgress against Cause, it because i i grew up i mean i was of the age would choose your own adventure yeah. the, the books yeah were a thing that's when they were like new yeah. was a, uh, and i thought those are kind of neat i didn't love them because there wasn't enough yeah and i think they're i mean they did enough so that it was harder to do a read through yeah but it felt like that there was at least the possibility mm-hmm. of getting something different out of it each time yeah so theoretically, if it, it, there's replay value, even if you don't replay right, it. Right, right, right. Yeah. So it was, again, it was interesting. I, I totally recognize. I mean, yeah. I'm acknowledging this is a me problem because I think there clearly there's more than one game that's styled like this. Yeah. And it's interesting what you said about Portal 2 because, yeah, for sure, there's really, there is sort of one way to win. However, within that win condition, there's almost an infinite number of possibilities like how fast you do it yeah. whether it's one pixel over one pixel you know what i mean like there's, there's a just... lot of mechanical variation even yeah. if there isn't like narrative variation or progression right. variation right and now that i'm thinking about it i think i know what the perfect type of game would be for you in that sort of linear narrative style and it's a stanley parable uh have you heard i have not you're not familiar with this at all i, I mean you might have told me i just totally forgot it's an old game that has recently come out remastered with a bunch of new content. It's not flat relatively Stanley, recently. No. Okay. Um, and the whole point of it is that it is a narrated story game where you are walking around and listening to a narrator. And the whole point of the game is that you can transgress. That most of the time that the narrator gives you an option, there is a way to do the wrong thing. Yeah. Uh, and there's a branching story where there's dozens of endings based off of what combination of following and not following and finding ways of right. breaking sort of the narrator's story is. And it responds to and complains about you. It pushes back against you a lot. Right. And so you kind of have this contentious argumentative relationship with the, the person narrating the game. 
Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I'm not, not saying that I'll specifically have you play it because I don't know if you need to, but right. I think for what you want out of a game, if I'm giving you a game that is pretty much just story, you don't want right. something like the Stanley Parable that lets you screw around with people right. and feel like you're doing something wrong. Right. Oh, another, a different kind of story game that I really liked was, what was the one where they had video clips? Was it Eve? All about Eve or something? Like there was... Her story. Her story. That's it. Yeah. And... I enjoyed that so much more because it felt like there were win conditions mm-hmm. and it wasn't as tightly on rails because you could just randomly go through the different order. And if you came to the right information yeah. or figured it out randomly or by at sometimes when you had a bit of insight, yeah, then you would maybe you would arrive at the same solution. It really was kind of a choose your own adventure story in yeah. a meaningful way, but it was like a discover your own adventure story where there had, there was a certain element of sort of, <laughs> light detective work kind of right. feeling stuff right where you're following up on leads and trying to right and yeah. whether you got there or not there was a narrative that was there yeah. it was fixed and it was what it was you were just experiencing it out of order right although there is still some ambiguity i think there's a couple of things that they did in the game that were meant to purposefully be ambiguous and they yeah. they sort of her story was good they tightly uh scripted it and sort of organized it to leave some questions at the end that are impossible to definitively answer Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so so that's that was your experience with adios is that you didn't love it but i think i understand more about sort of what genre of game you like you you, I, i think you were pushed you had issue with kind of like the format the medium right of the message right and i've i've showed you a couple of games that i i think are really great and uh the general consensus is is that they're really good and mm. you've come away from them feeling less than satisfied just because of the way that they're structured. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So, uh, I guess that's a little bit of a sort of a not a lukewarm recommendation. If you're not the right type of person, you might yeah. not like the game. I think you have to, one, you have to go in with the right expectations, but additionally, yeah. it has to be the kind of thing that you appreciate. Yeah. The, the funny thing is that I'm so used to games that have narratives where, they kind of make it so that the point is that there can be multiple endings and that different stuff can happen. Yeah. And then the layer of interaction of, oh, you get to choose how this ends is so shallow and sort of unsatisfying. So I almost find it refreshing when they just say, we have a story that we want to tell. We are going to tell the story through the medium of games instead of going, your choices matter. And then giving you like really piddly choices that aren't... okay valuable or interesting or meaningful in any way so you said just shallow and meaningful you know what it made me think of pokemon where every other choice that you make doesn't really matter it's the one choice you make at the beginning of which starter pokemon you you choose that decides which of the legendary dogs you get oh (laughs) right isn't that the ultimate where you make a decision and it has an impact but in such a for for the story, such a meaningless way, but for yeah. the collector, incredibly arbitrary. It's huge. It's I mean, it's not necessarily arbitrary because it's tied. Like you get the same dog, yeah. which if you pick the same starter every time, you get the same dog. Yeah, it, it's funny because you say that that's the only choice that matters, and you are only thinking about it from the perspective of the collector. Right. You're not thinking about right. it from the perspective of like actually even playing the game. You're just saying when it all is said right. and done, and you're sitting on your dragon's horde of pokeballs. <laughs> that's right. That's which right. legendary dog you have, and I was like, I don't know what you're going to say. Because I'm like, what do you mean the starter is the only choice that matters? And I was completely right. Right. 
But it's funny, right? Like you, you joke about the horde. That's a Pokemon. Which one is that? Is that fire red? Maybe it might have been emerald. emerald. I can't remember. It was one of the, But okay. it was funny. You said it, the horde. Totally, that's me. Because I'd have a master ball, and I'd be afraid to use it because I think, is there somebody else that I want later more? Yeah. And I'd have rare candies, and I would be afraid to use them. Yeah. Because what if I need somebody else? I need to. I realize that this is the wrong person, and this ties in perfectly with. Um, the first question, actually, in Injustice. Yeah, because okay. what if? Perfect. So th- this one comes from Mark Corn, and they say, Hi, guys. To be fair, you hit a point here that I was thinking about for quite a while. I'm playing on an account, which was my first time playing the game. And as I didn't know all about all things regarding gears and how to properly go through the game, I can't use quite a lot of characters now as they're just too powerful to use in multiplayer. As I've been playing a lot and watching a lot, I have experience and understanding of how I'd want to play, but it's not quite possible on the account I'm on now. I think I see it the same way as if I died in a Minecraft hardcore world. I've done a lot, but made mistakes that I can learn from. After probably two years of grinding, I think of creating an alt to play on now. So that's, that's interesting. And yeah. I don't know if you know what a Minecraft hardcore world is. I do not. The point of Minecraft hardcore is that if you die once, uh, it's wiped. Oh, you're you done. lose everything. You're done. Yeah. I... And so there's like an item in the game uh, that was introduced after I stopped playing, like a while after I stopped playing that I'm aware of. It's like a totem. And if you're holding it in your hand while you die, yeah. you get resurrected. Yeah. Uh, and so it's like a super necessary thing. I think that was one of the things that kind of made Minecraft Hardcore a lot more viable for people to like spend a lot of time in. Right. Because it wasn't just like, you know, one mistake and you're out. It's like a couple mistakes and you're out you just right. need to hold totems on and they're sort of like resources mm. that you need to have but yeah it's it's like a very sort <laughs> of harsh and unforgiving version of minecraft and right. i think there's a lot of uh content around people making really big lavish like cool hardcore world right and they're supposed to be that sort of faint edge of danger right you do the wrong thing yeah and it's gone right yeah I do want to address one thing that Mark says in the middle of about about not being able to use a lot of characters. Yeah. And it's true to a certain extent. You can still use characters, but it's the combination. You don't get the value out of them the same way. Yeah. So that you, if you, if somebody is way outclassing somebody else, then the weaker character has less of an impact on the game. And yeah. Part of it is getting like being able to use a character in a way where they are doing something meaningful in the fight. Yeah, it's a lot less fun. It's a lot harder to make your teams, right? If you have a character that is way too high stats and you want to combine them with other lower stat people, uh, you're either you know boosting the lower stat people up and making your fights longer and harder or and less interesting, less variation. Yeah. Or you have a team where you're trying to do something, but in practicality, you know the, that one person's stats just kind of overpower it and make them right. have to be the focus of the team. Right, right. Yeah. I think, so this is interesting. I wonder if we didn't have this channel where we'd have to have, where we need to have meaningful fights. Yeah. I guess maybe we don't even need to have meaningful fights, but maybe, let me just finish the thought. If we didn't have this channel, we didn't have to film video. Yeah. Would it be more interesting or more, would I be more willing to start a brand new account and start playing again? Well, you've had multiple alternate accounts for the purposes of this channel too. Yeah, yeah. But again, from scratch, like at some point, I feel like that there's the knowing what's possible. Yeah. And having sort of optimized accounts already. Yeah. That it would be too frustrating an experience 
grinding only to accumulate where I'd feel like the time I spent grinding wasn't anywhere near as efficient or as productive or as valuable as it could be. Yeah. I think that really is the problem for me is that <clears throat> if I have like a million, a lot of guys and you know, Mark is obviously in a different place than us, Yeah, which is, you know, good luck. And I think it's entirely possible that there might be some sort of newfound appreciation for some right. stuff right. when you're starting again from scratch. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would feel, I think I would maybe at, right at the start go, Oh, this is interesting. Right. Yeah. It's a lot more work to even get to a point where I can sort of, do survivor properly it's a lot harder you yeah. know I, I i need to actually think about and plan how i'm going to get my characters to complete the challenge right right i think there's a lot of those things that are interesting decisions uh that are fun about the first time you play that disappear after a certain point yeah. but then there's a lot of sort of just raw time being put into yeah. it yeah. and i feel like it's there's this idea in uh evolution and biology about local maximums for niches mm -hmm. and the idea is uh in your head you want to sort of picture like a bumpy landscape right right um where there's there's high points and low points and if your goal if, if to be the sort of best at something uh is to get as high as possible you want to be on like the peak of the mountain right right uh let's say like you know the it's like a landscape representing like how much food you get right uh, you obviously want to get the most possible food. You want to be able to get all of it, right? So that you're never hungry. You can eat as much as you want. Right. And maybe that like peak, how you evolve to get like the most possible food is like to have wings, right? So you can right. fly into the trees and just grab berries off the trees. And it's really easy instead of having to just spend all this work climbing and then all this time mm -hmm. on the ground where you're, you know, vulnerable to somebody else coming right. and eating. You could just swoop by and pluck a berry off of it. Right, right. But if you're like a squirrel, right yeah uh you're on your own sort of little you're on the top of your own little hill and there's no change that you can make that won't make things worse for you right so there's the, the distance between where you are and the best thing the different the distance between a squirrel and a squirrel with wings that can fly is so huge and there's a lot of steps in between there where you're a weird looking guy with bad arms that still can't fly you're on your way to wings and you have a really hard time getting food so well, i feel like you're talking about flying squirrels like they but those they are gliding the... right yeah i know but yeah they, yeah and yeah. so so that's that's the point like let's say you know you want to get closest you want to be able to move yeah. through the air maybe you can make a small little move where instead of getting wings you just get really you just get skin flaps underneath your arms right so that yeah. you can glide better and that's what a flying squirrel is right. right right and so there's this idea of local maximums where if you sort of hit what good enough is where you are right uh anything any other change you make would make things a little bit worse so even though there might theoretically be something that's better it's right. too much work to get there and so let me then bring it around to me that is what making a new account is is that you know if i have some people that i accidentally put at too high of an elite level right. it's not right. fun as fun to play with them you know those people are mm. sort of gone to me maybe gone to you dead to you yeah maybe yeah. you know if like a 10 out of 10 injustice experience is having everybody at the right elite level and yeah. everything else i'm having like an 8 out of 10 right yeah, yeah. or like a 7.5 or something to fix it you'd have to go to zero restarting puts me at like a solid 5 out of 10 for a lot of hours five seems high 
Well, because I, I think there's fun. I think there's interesting stuff. I think there's moments yeah. of it. But then I think a lot of the grinding and then being like, well, now I'm out of like a team. So I got to like take a break, all that stuff. I now, you know, credits, I don't have money. I don't have, gears. I don't have money and I'm making money slow. All of this stuff, you know, so my progress tries to halt. Yeah. So I would go from, you know, my, my eight out of 10, yeah. like a five out of 10 for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours. Yeah. And so I, it's that local maximum. I might not be in my sort of best spot. But I am not. You're not your best self. But I am not going through the valley of worse yes. to get to that higher peak of having Yo, the exactly the account I that's, want. That's that expression, living your best life. Yeah. Not living your best life. So, yeah. and I, I know that I'm one type of person, right? That's kind yeah. of what we were talking about with the games yeah. earlier too, yeah. which yeah. is that there are these games that I love so much that just don't make sense for you. Because we're just different people. Sure. And it's not even that you wouldn't like the story, right? Because I think right. we have a lot of the same sensibilities and appreciation sure. and stories yeah. i like a lot of the same books that you really like you know I, and i we tend to be pretty good at recommending I, stuff to each sure. other knowing what we'll like i part of me thinks it's because your mind is more plastic right that you've just yeah. grown up with more potential and more possibilities and i spent decades driving the same ruts yeah so i've got these screws in my brain that are really... like it's new and i don't like it it's different from what i what i expect it to be yeah i yeah. think it's got to be there's got to be something out to that because i think um you're you're absolutely right that we've got a lot of the same sensibilities and if i could just go into it with the right frame of mind it's like you know what there's some books that for example if you come at it at the right moment they are amazing yeah if it's the right stage in your life if you come at it the wrong way or with the wrong expectations then you can absolutely hate mm -hmm. like a perfectly good book yeah yeah, I think that's. Uh, I, I, listen, I didn't hate Adios. I just found my myself frustrated at times with the sort of the bigger narrative. But I found myself really enjoying. Uh, I'll get back to it. Flinging that steak on the ground and yeah. picking it up and putting it on a table to let somebody else it's, eat it. It's so funny because there's little stuff in the game, right? Yeah. That it, you're meant to be able to sort of express yourself. Yeah. And it is meant to be really small because you are meant to inhabit a character. I saw one kind of review of the game. Uh, a while back so i'm gonna butcher it that was really good which is that some games you know ask you to inhabit a character mm. uh by letting you make them into whoever they want to be right and adios is a game that asks you to inhabit a character by forcing you to be them and be right. like them and right. live in their shoes right. uh for long enough that you sort of get your bearings right and then they're already on a collision course with something that you might not like uh but it's trying to get you to understand it before it happens right 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 um and so i think i think that's really true and i saw uh, an analysis of the game sekiro uh the FromSoft game uh which was basically saying like it asks you to understand and empathize with the character by doing the same stuff it asks you right. for mechanical perfection and so it wants you to be a samurai right. not by making you seem all cool and powerful right. but by grinding you into the dirt until you can uh -huh. do it perfectly right. so you you know aren't they're not whispering in your ear and saying you're a big powerful samurai guy they're saying do it again do it again do it again do it again and until you can right. do this perfectly you don't get to be the samurai you're not right. cool enough to be the samurai yet you got to do this right first and making you kind of earn it and so i think that Maybe the type of game that you're more interested in, uh, as you know, even if it's a narrative game, is one that gives you sort that doesn't pull you towards a character as much and finds mm. sort of a middle ground where you get to mm. sort of co-create what your version of the character is. 
with the game. Right. And it gives you the freedom of expression to sort of do that a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I got I think I need to try a few more games and that'll yeah. that'll happen when I have more time. Yeah. When I'm retired. Yeah. I've got so many I've got so many things I want to do when I'm retired. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna run out of time or I'm gonna die before any of that happens. Well I've got probably at least like a few dozen, maybe if not at least a hundred books. On you my eat pretty well, so hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> and I exercise. Yeah. So maybe Good luck. there's a chance. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you want to do like one more question? Yeah, I think the next couple are pretty yeah, they're, related. They're related. And I don't think they'll take that long. Yeah. So uh, we have Wild G, which says, uh, bro, are you a human? You played for this game eight years straight. Uh, Plexu, P-L-E-K-Z-U says, I'm surprised that you guys are still grinding, just got back into Injustice, and have been a pretty long-time viewer. Love you guys. Uh, yeah, I think, you know what? I think it does. Why, at least for me, it's been so, such a persistent part of my life. Yeah. One is we've got the channel. I think that's like, so, for me, the one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The other thing is that it, it, it feeds the compulsive part of me where when I've got a few minutes... I think where, where it's cost me is reading where I've got a few minutes and I think, okay, so I can't really get myself uh, immersed in, in a book Yeah. to shift gears, to, to put myself in the headspace to read fiction. Yeah. So if I've got a few minutes, I will just do this Yeah. and I'll play it. I will save some of the footage. And I think where it's cost me is that there's times where maybe I could have had a bit more time, but I feel like, yeah. mm, let me get some footage in yeah. and then... 10 minutes becomes a half hour. Yeah. And I could have read, I could have done something else and I don't. That's kind of like the curse of the break, right? Which is, it's like, if you say I'm going to stop for five minutes and then you stop for five minutes, then it's great. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you say you're going to stop for five minutes and then you stop for like, you know, 25 minutes, you're like, well, right. I could have watched an episode of that TV show that I've been wanting to watch. Right. Right. Uh, and so you kind of have to, in advance, predict how much, uh, time it's going to be until the next task or how much time yep. you need to recharge or whatever. Yep. Yep. And if you guess wrong, uh, you can do what is often a lot less interesting stuff. But I think the yep. good news is that because it gives you footage for the channel, yeah. that it's a lot less wasted oh. than just like playing a random mobile game. But, uh, all right, so I don't know if I've told you this. We've got a couple of one terabyte hard drives on this yeah. computer. And I've mostly filled up one. Yeah. And I shifted over from the main drive to another one of yeah. just footage and i don't even know what i'm going to do with it because each week i think we're sharing maybe less than a tenth of the footage that's actually available yeah and i part of me feels like at some point i should just make some, one big ass video of just the footage of gameplay like a hundred hours long of just yeah. playing injustice like injustice asmr sure well the problem with that is though that the ever since we got away from the the rooted device that we had yeah. where we could record the in-game audio. There's no audio. So it's yeah. all empty, dead space. Pure silence. It's pure silence. It's just video. And I don't know, like, I mean, I'm sort of yeah. almost thinking of it like in practical terms. So should I just put like non-copyrighted music behind it? Should I, part of me is I feel tempted because I've got literally hours of pretty good footage. Yeah. <laughs> it would just be too much work to I make think something the, out of it. I think the worst thing you could do with it yeah. is have a huge amount of the footage all put together, uh, have like some sort of ambient background noise, yeah. and then 
at one random point in the video read out like a like a paypal <laughs> gift code for like 20 bucks just to make people who really have no interest in it or take no joy from it want to watch yeah. it and i don't know i think the only issue with that uh there's many issues with that but the only issue with creating something like that is i don't think the amount of money that we would need to put up to motivate people to watch it uh would allow us to break even on the video no matter how yeah. well it did <laughs> So part, what you know what I was really thinking just now? Yeah. I could put on, I've saved some uh, audio footage of us doing bloopers. Yeah. And when I say bloopers, I mean when we make body noises inadvertently yeah. and I have to cut it out. And you want, you just intersperse that throughout randomly? Yes. That sounds foul. <laughs> that sounds really it bad. Does. Um, but it's, as an idea, it's funny, but in execution, it might not be. You know, it's one of those things where it's funny as a joke, but not actually funny to do. Yeah. So There's like a lot of things that are like funny in theory we go haha wouldn't it be funny if yeah. this happened and the actual answer to that question even though maybe you or whoever you're talking to laughs is no it wouldn't be funny at all if that happened it would actually be pretty bad yeah uh <laughs> and the problem with that is that that doesn't sound like a very good video no and it sounds like it would uh noticeably depreciate your computer you'd have to export it for so long yeah that's uh, true actually for, for like an extended fart joke that i think the value of the gpu would go down uh more than we'd make an ad revenue right. from the video <laughs> right uh and if you were using the computer during that time i think there would be a meaningful drop in sort of uh quality of life user experience uh for the duration yeah yeah, yeah. now i actually you're we're running out of time you've got to get going I just want to maybe do a teaser, then we won't get to answer it. But Think Rice GNS had a question that I feel like is timely. I want to get to it. We just won't do it today. That's our teaser for next week. If you're Think Rice GNS, yeah, I guess so. If you're only, it's yeah. not a great teaser. Yeah. I think we don't, we don't, we're not exactly the most media savvy uh, bunch around. I think we're media savvy. There's what's the difference between knowing what you should be doing and then not doing it? We don't have like media training. We're not good at producing media. I think we're good at consuming media. But we're, we're, I think we have great ideas. We're just lazy. I think if we, ha I think a lot of the things that we've talked about videos, not just yeah. for this channel, but things that you conceptually have yeah. talked to me about, I think they would be great. Yeah. I think we just need to do that. Yeah, that's true. But I'm just, I'm just saying, unless you're ThinkRise GNS or have read the specific comment. Yeah. In what way is that a teaser? How, we're going to answer a question next oh, week from somebody, from a comment? Sure. Thing? It's going to be a teaser for our one in 10 people who are watching this video. So it's going to be 10% of our audience is going to be intrigued by this. I don't even know if we got ThinkRise GNS to this point. That's true. We got to like, you got to like post it in like the description or something. Yeah. If it's going to be a teaser. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> to finish up, uh, no shout out this week to Eliza. I'm lazy. You don't get a shout out too bad. That's a uh, theme. That's a recurring theme. Yeah. Laziness. It happens sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we'd also like to give a huge thank you to all of our lovely supporters on Patreon. So that would be Corey Ashcraft supporting us at the top tier last word and a new patron this month, Alexis M supporting us on the, your message here tier. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Alexis M. Uh, Michael DeVries, Irvin Ruiz, Hoshi127, Drew Chapman, who are all supporting us on the credited level and the number of lovely folks whose names you're seeing on the screen who have been generous enough to have supported us at some point during this pandemic. Yeah. So thanks so much for your support and thanks so much to all of you for watching. We'll see you next time. Komoda. Komoda.